it, Graham. New card. What do you think? Woohoo. Very nice. Look at that. Picked them up from the printers yesterday. Good coloring. That's bone. And the lettering is something called Cillian Braille. It's very cool, Bateman, but that's nothing. Look at this. That is really nice. Eggshell with Romalian type. What do you think? Nice. Jesus. <laughs> that is really super. How do nitwit like you get so tasteful? <laughs> I can't believe that Bryce prefers Van Patten's card to mine. But wait. You ain't seen nothing yet. Raised lettering. Pale Nimbus. White. Impressive. Very nice. Mm. Let's see Paul Allen's card. Look at that subtle off-white coloring. A tasteful thickness of it. Oh my god. It even has a watermark. Something wrong? Patrick? You're sweating. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome, people, to episode 124 of Dude and a Monkey. Uh, I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I'm joined by... Ian Loring, hello. Um, we're here this week to... We've got a very normal show uh, out here. We're here to talk about Sinister 2, uh, the sequel to 2000... I want to say 12s? Um, yeah, I think that's about right, yeah. Um, we're also going to chat some trailers. We'll throw out some what we've been watching. and I've actually watched some things this week. Uh, and uh, we think we've got a couple of questions. And we'll have probably the usual tangents and things to, to freewheel about uh, over the next sort of 90 minutes. Um... Ian, anything that you know that's happened over the past week in, in this wonderful world of film that, that we need to discuss, etc.? Um, I don't suppose you'd mind awfully if I just talk very briefly about the the other thing that happened in my life this oh, week. Of course not, but no. Uh, just because uh, I'd just like to say, and I'm, I'm actually being very sincere here, um, some people listening to this may may know from my Twitter and Facebook. Some might not. Uh, my dad died earlier this week, um, and we're we're getting through it. It's it's fine. 
only thing I want to say is, if you ever, 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 ever suspect that a loved one is not going to the doctors when there's something wrong with them, and they say there's something wrong and they say they're going to the doctors, if you ever suspect that they're not, press them on it. I didn't suspect that my dad wasn't going to the doctors for, like, it, it basically, he was having pains and he was he was throwing up a lot and he said his feet were killing him. And weirdly, the feet had nothing to do with how he, or what, like, why he died. But basically, he hadn't been going to the doctors since last October. That was the last time he had loads of unused medication all over the place. Who, I mean, like, with, you know, it, personal reasons as to why I think that's the case. But all I'm saying is, if you ever, ever, ever think that someone's not doing that and they're, and they're just continuing to be ill, press them on it because that killed him. And I'm, you know, that's really, that's really fucking annoying. So that's all I got to say. And yeah, that's, that's a tip. That's a tip for me, making sure loved ones don't die needlessly. Anyway, I am done. Normal show from here. Apologies for getting real. No, no apologies at all. I will absolutely uh, second that uh, 100% from having had a family member who, who did similar um, and, and could have been, could have not happened to. So yeah, um, don't worry about having an argument with somebody for the sake of that. Trust me, it's worth. Straight it. up, it's not. It, yeah, I mean, it's it's worth having the argument. Absolutely. Um, so. Anyway, film world. Film world again. Like I did say to you personally, you know, I'm very sorry to hear what your dad, uh, Ian. Um, but we'll we'll jump into to to trailers. Um, what have you watched this week, trailers wise? Yeah, Hello. Oh, it did have anything happen in the film world? Because that was the question you originally asked me. I, I, um, I, I don't think it did. Um, I, the thing is, at the moment, um, I have I've so little time to get on any kind of social media thing that if it looks like something's happening. Um, it, be it sort of like a story that's break or anything like that, I, I, I quite simply at the moment just don't have time to go, oh, I'll find out what that is or I'll get involved in that. Because what I don't want to do is get half involved in a conversation and then not have time to tweet for about the next seven hours. Uh, at the yeah, moment. yeah. So, um, I mean, I literally am sort of starting work at eight in the morning and then getting home at like half eight, nine o'clock pretty much every fucking night at the moment. Brutal. It, it, it's not been fun. Uh, my worst one was, was Friday. I started at half seven and I got home at about half twelve. And that wasn't Jesus half twelve in the afternoon. Right. It was half twelve at night. I literally went from job number I used to have job number one to job number two. I used to have like an hour between. I had maybe three minutes between. <laughs> Bloody hell, man. Yeah. Uh, and it was a it was a disastrous day, Friday. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. I had a, a necessary disagreement with the customer, uh, which she did back down on it. Um, but then the problem was, is the thing I had a disagreement with her about um, then came back. It didn't bite me in the ass, but then essentially a half had broken because she had down to go a little bit off fucking bat here. A half. Yeah, go on. Go on. Um, uh, that we'd laid down shy of a year ago. Uh, she'd got damp, and the damp had got into the uh, plasterboard, uh, into the floorboards, and the floorboards had swelled, which had caused the concrete that you bed a hearth down into to move upwards, which had caused the hearth to snap upwards. So we were replacing it free of charge. We weren't charging for replacing it. Um, 
and she seemed to have a problem with this. And I basically said to her, look, I don't understand what your problem is. We're replacing <laughs> yeah. it. We're replacing it for your charge. We're not charging for our time. Um, the only three things this can be is that you've got subsidence in the property, uh, there's damp in the property, or someone stood on it. Well, no one stood on it. So I'm not accusing you of standing on it. But what I'm saying is they're the three, um, they're the three things that could happen. Yeah. So eventually she kind of, I basically said, look, you've got two choices. Either we can... We can replace this now, or we can leave and not replace it. It's up to you. Mm. But in a more in a more stern voice, I said that because she was oh, getting quite sure. aggressive. And she agreed to you know that that what is it replace it? So we took out the hearth and realised, yep, this is. We said, look, this is you've got damp. The thing is, you, you've only got damp here because it's constructional hearth, etc., and it's building things. So we said, it, what we're going to do is we're going to put. A protective skin around it so that the stamp won't get into it and it won't happen again or it's very unlikely it to happen again which she was all fine about and all sorted about and everything was going fine and then we picked up the replacement half to put the replacement half uh, in and the company that had sent the replacement half hadn't strengthened it properly along the back and the fucker snapped oh Christ alive. so it's like oh fuck this is just the worst thing this, this is this is the worst time but to give an example, the company that I now own uh, has been going for near 30 years, right? The half, the snacks half we're replacing is the first half we have ever had that this has happened to, ever. Yeah. The half that we were putting in, that we're replacing it with, that snapped on us, that is only the second time ever had that happen so that is how rare these things happen and it happened to happen yeah. that job so we had to go get her to bring her in to tell her that it'd be another week because <laughs> we had to get another replacement part in oh god how'd she react to that you know what she was brilliant about it yeah yeah she came out and she just went and we both of us just looked just just like can't fucking believe this i just brought her out and said look nobody's more pissed off about this than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She just, she just looked at me and she just went and she just put a hand on her mouth and just started smiling and she just went, Oh, that's really unlucky, isn't it? She said, Look, this is just one of those things, isn't it? I was like, it, Oh wow, good honour. It yeah, I said, look, it yeah, it it really is. It really is just I don't know what to say. She said, hmm. You've not had a lot of luck, have you? I was like, oh, no, we've not today. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so she was she was brilliant about it. But that 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 was that was my Friday. So uh, and now tomorrow I've got an argument with the company who sent the half because they're saying, oh well, you know, we're not we're not going to replace it for free. And I've gone, yes, you fucking are. Yes, you are. Yeah, bloody right, man. <laughs> but the good thing is, I know that when the delivery driver comes to drop off the replacement one that we're getting on Friday, as soon as because I've kept the broken one, as soon as he sees that, he's going to go, oh. What the fuck's mm-hmm. that? So yeah. they'll replace it free of charge. They will be. They just nice. didn't want to. They just the, the boss wasn't there to authorise it. So there's a little insight into into my world. Uh, and my Thursday, I spent an hour and a half, quite literally, staring at a chimney breast and watching plaster dry. <laughs> Even though you did make a very impressive hole the other day. Yes, that was that was my hole that I made. Yeah. Talking right. I mean, I've got to say, like. Like there's a little WhatsApp group that me and Mark have with a, a couple of other guys, and Mark just sent us a picture out of the blue and just said something like, "I just made a hole," <laughs> and it's just like, right, 
I genuinely, I was just like, good for you, Mark. <laughs> I, I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> I just looked at that. That's a fucking, that's a massive hole I've just made. It's a bit, it was a big old hole. And then like three hours later, he sent us another picture saying, I just filled the hole. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it was, it was a very, very impressive hole. Yeah. But I, I like, seriously, bud, I was just, what do I do with this? There, there, there are few, fewer things than, 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 than going to someone's house, putting down a load of dust sheets, right? Getting out a demolition hammer, which a demolition hammer, for people who don't know what power tools are, is, you know, the, the demolition drills that they have uh, that they work on the side of the roads? They're a small, slightly smaller version of that that you hold in your hands. You essentially badass. jam it into a wall and it is one of those things where you have to push on it for it to work, and then you just keep pushing until things fall. That's it. And, yeah, and that's what I was doing for about an hour and a half uh, on uh, on Thursday morning, was putting a big 36-inch square hole into someone's chimney breast. <laughs> yeah, and people fucking pay me for this shit. <laughs> Trailers? Trailers, go on, what have you watched this <laughs> Oh, man, what a start. Um, <laughs> right, okay, what have I watched this week? God, dearie me. Um, right, okay, so uh, The Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, um, which is the film along with Paranormal Activity uh, Ghost Dimension, which is um, like Paramount did that deal with the exhibitors in the US where like they could just release it on VOD three weeks after it drops down a certain to a certain amount of screens. And I've got a feeling that's going to be the only thing that this film is notable for. Um, but it looks harmless enough. It, it looks like quite good fun. I, I'll certainly watch it. Um, but yeah, that's about all I've got to say about that. Uh, new trailer for The Martian, which does seem to pretty much give you most of the story beats. The only, like, did you watch this one? I did, yeah. I... Like, literally, it just feels like the main beats of the story apart from the last 10 minutes, are all completely laid out here. It's... I just... I, I look at it and just go... I, I, I can't work out why... What what you are doing to make me watch this movie. It, it mm. just... It, I, there's, there's no... There seems to be no excitement about it. It seems to be people are saying, oh, here's a new Ridley Scott movie, The Martian. It's coming out. And that's it. There's no... I mean, I'm not buzz about it at all really it's weird i don't know i mean i'm looking forward to it i i, I mean like, i i did the whole i'm gonna i've got to i'm gonna science the shit out of this i i quite like that i like the fact that it, that it doesn't look like it's going to be mournful for the entire thing it actually looks like it's going to be more mournful not what's not happening on mars than what is actually happening on mars that might that might well not be the case but it just it, it is right why do i have to go to the cinema for this now then um, and I mean, I, I mean, obviously I will. And like I say, I am looking forward to it. And hopefully it's Ridley Scott doing sci-fi and not completely ballsing it up like he did last time. Um, but yeah, just, I, I don't know. It's just one of those trailers that it just feels like it's, it's just made from like mass market. I've got to lay everything out on the table for you kind of way. And I mean, you compare that to, do you see the trailer for The Witch? No, I haven't, no. Which just looks so interesting. So interesting. Um, and and it, it feels like they've just set it up, 
Um, yeah, it's about. It seems to be about this girl who doesn't really know she's a witch, but everything she touches in this like New England farm seems to turn to shit. So everybody start accusing her of being a witch, and then that's basically it. And then there's just images, and it's like, okay, brilliant. You know, it, it's um, it's kind of vague, but it gives you a real idea about the tone. It's what a trailer should do. You look at The Martian. It's like, right, this, 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 this happened. This person's in it. This person's in it. This person's in it. Hey, dumb dumb, have a biscuit. You want to see this, don't you? I, it just, I, it, I, I'm hoping the film treats its or, uh, treats its audience with less contempt than this trailer does. Yeah. Um. I, oh, but speaking of treating an audience with contempt, Victor Frankenstein. Oh, you mean Van Helsing too? My God, man. My God. I, I just. It could be another Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter where I am so against the trailer and end up guiltily enjoying the shit out of it. Highly and, plausible. Yeah, and, I mean the thing is, James McAvoy and Daniel Radcliffe, there's gotta be there's gotta be something there that they were brought to. There's got to be. Um Yeah, because let's face it, Radcliffe has been very vociferous in basically saying, you know, I I I quite simply don't need money, so I'm only gonna make films that interest me. Which is, you know, fair enough, the guy's made a shit ton of money out of Harry Potter. Yeah, so I, it, it just it looks it looks awful. It, it it looks so bad. Did you see the trailer? Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, what did you I thought, think? I thought it looked like Van Helsing. Yeah, yeah. I, ju- I just and that that isn't a fucking compliment. Van Helsing's a terrible movie. <laughs> or like I Frankenstein or something. I mean, yeah. like you know, just like a completely redundant. Re- I mean, actually, to be fair, I Frankenstein probably had more purpose than this. This looks like it's just another telling of, of Frankenstein. At least I Frankenstein took it and went batshit with it. I mean, emphasis on shit, but at least it was batshit. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like I say, it, you know, it was it it failed in what it tried to do, but at least it fucking tried to do something. Where yeah. this is literally like somebody sat there and was watching the Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes and went. Ooh. Could, could yeah. else what could we do it with? We'll do it with Dracula. No, Dracula seems like it's kind of been done. Oh, Dracula was done. You know, Dracula Untold's already being made. We've got to think of something else, yeah. you know. Frankenstein, we'll do it like that. And there can be like this this crazy little fucking duo that, that, that do it, where we have the eccentric Victor Frankenstein and, you know, he's more every man sidekick in, in, in Egon. We'll, we'll do it like that. Uh, and but, I mean, it, sorry, go on. It just, it, it, I, I watched it and I thought, uh, you know, that, 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 that sounds like it could be quite interesting. Watch it, went, oh, it, it, it's one of those. All right, how, how disappointing. <laughs> Sean Levy was originally going to direct it. Oh, well, that, I think that's, that, yeah, that, I think that kind of says everything. But I mean, the cast is all right. You've got Daniel Radcliffe, James McAvoy, Jessica Brownfin, who was in Downton Abbey, but um, was also in A Winter's Tale, and I, uh, uh, which I, you know, guilt, a bit of a guilty pleasure, that one for me. Um, Andrew Scott, Moriarty and Sherlock. It looks like he's going to be the bad guy of some sort, uh, which is fine. Mark Gattis is in it. That's interesting. Uh, Danny Mays is in it. That's interesting. I mean, it's directed by Paul McGuigan, um, who has been, has done some interesting stuff. He kind of pops about all over the place. I mean, recently he's been directing TV, directed quite a lot of Sherlock. Hmm. Um, but, you know, I mean, he did. It's, it does, yeah. That can kind of kind of make sense. It does look a little bit like it does look a little bit high budget TV. 
Yeah, 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 totally. I mean, it, it looks like it comes out in November in the US. It's probably going to be around about the same time as um, as here. But, I mean, it's going to be around the time I think there's going to be a lot more interesting stuff out in the cinema. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll see. It just... Oh, God, it looks really dumb. Yeah. And not not even good dumb, just... Just what's the point, Dom? Yeah. Yeah. But that's it for me. Any for you, bud? No, no, I didn't didn't really catch anything else. It was a bit of a slow week, I think, for trailers. I think everything's sort of building towards uh, September when we start getting the the trailers for more of the um, the kind of the winter films. You know, you'll start getting the the now sort of like November and Christmas blockbusters. That sort of second wave of, of of kind of not festive movies, but kind of trying to cash in on that cold wintry night dollar. Yeah. And also the, the, the awards buzz movies will start to kind of arrive. Um, you know, we've got September, I think it's kicking off in style with, you know, legends getting released, which, you know, it, it'll be a fringe runner for, for, for awards season. But I think it's, it's, that's kind of setting the tone, I think. Oh no, totally. Yeah. I mean, um, actually let's have a look at what September's actually got. Um, uh, right, so next week straight out of Compton, isn't it? Yeah. yeah um, uh, okay, and then right Friday the fourth, American Ultra, uh, Dope, Me and Earl and the Dying Girl, uh, that Owen Wilson action film, No Escape, Transporter Refueled. But I mean, in terms of Oscar, I mean, Me and Earl and the Dying Girl was a bit of a hit out of Sundance, I think. And yeah. Dope, Dope's been getting some good buzz as well. And then um, week after, we've got, yeah, Legend, like you say. Um, oh, and The Visit's out that week as well. The M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. Um, well, that's not awards season. But, no. Uh, I mean, uh, no. I mean, a week after, I mean, Everest, maybe. I mean. Yeah, I would say that'll be maybe some practical effects you know, more likely, uh, possibly mm. an outside bet for something like a best supporting or something like that. Mm. But I mean, when the fuck's um, like Sicario out? Well, I mean, The Martian's actually out. Wow, The Martian's out at the end of September. Yeah. That's Wednesday the 30th. Bloody hell. Okay, that was earlier than I thought. When's Sicario out? I saw the trailer for that, actually, which I, thought, I hadn't seen before. I thought it was middle of October, I think, in that. Oh, here we go. Yeah, uh, the 9th. That's of the 9th. Yeah. Along with the walk. Ooh. Sicario. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to be honest, yeah. I mean, I'd say Danny Villeneuve over Robert Zemeckis any day of the fucking week these days, anyway. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that, that's it. I mean, we're definitely kind of starting to run into that season now. But, um, yeah, okay, cool. Uh, tangent over. Yes, uh, right. We don't do trailers anymore. So, uh, Sinister 2, it's a sequel to the 2012 um Really quite well received uh, film, Sinister. Uh, we saw it at Fright Fest. Uh, Ian fell asleep. Uh, I did. I, did. Uh, I, I, I do remember Ian waking up uh, and quite loudly turning around to Noel, who I don't think actually enjoyed Sinister, and going, "What did I miss?" And Noel going, "Fuck all," mm. <laughs> and me and Jordan laughing about that. Mm. Uh, so yes, it. Um, I don't remember that, by the way. I don't remember that at all. I'm not, I'm not accusing you of lying. I just I was drunk. Yeah, it was it was it was amusing. Um, James uh, Ranson re- re- returns as uh, as now ex deputy so and so as he's credited uh, in the films. 
Uh, and we are joined by Bagul again, uh, who this time is haunting Shannon Sossman and her two boys, Dylan and Zach, uh, who are living out in a farmhouse next to a church where she seems to renovate furniture. Um, she is also in some kind of legal dispute about the custody of her children with uh, an abusive ex-husband. Uh, Ian, Sinister 2, what did you think? Uh, yeah, so I literally finished watching Sinister and immediately got in the car to drive to the cinema. Um, I was pushing it for time like a motherfucker today. Um, so I, I don't think it's as good a film as Sinister. I, I, I haven't seen Sinister since, well, I barely saw it at Fright Fest. I mean, it was, it was basically a first time watch, if I'm honest. Um, and I... I quite like Sinister. I think Ethan Hawke is is actually pretty committed in it. He's pretty good. And I like the fact that it completely trips you up in terms of like what, you know, what's actually going on. Like the film barely focuses on the kids whatsoever. And then it turns out that it basically the entire time Bagul's been essentially like taking his daughter. And if he actually paid more attention to his daughter, maybe he would have you know, been able to work that out, but instead he's kind of obsessed first with his career and then with solving the mystery. I, you know, I quite like that. And I like his interactions with, um, with his wife and whatnot. And, you know, his relationship with detective, uh, with deputy so-and-so is, is solid as well. Um, Sinister two basically feels like a director video, um, spinoff of Sinister. It feels like it should be Sinister four. Yeah. Um, um, but, I I like that it's not a straight retread. Um, you know, it, it focuses on the kids way more, which kind of makes sense considering that there's no surprise here that it, it you know it gets the kids. I think that's actually the tagline of the film. Um, he gets the kids or something like that. And um, I don't know. It introduces some stuff which is a bit what what the fuck like the ham radio stuff. I'm not too sure of, and I don't think they make. Um, uh, um, as much as they should of the abusive ex-husband uh, uh, like subplot like suddenly they like they go back to him and then you know everything's kind of okay again yeah ish um, it, you know especially when that you got that sojourn with deputy so-and-so start in a relationship with her it feels muddled and it kind of feels like they just wrote it in a couple of weeks and spunked it out um which is kind of is the Blumhouse um production line but more often than not i tend to like that I, I tend to like the Blumhouse films that i've watched it, it, this is a three out of five for me i didn't hate watching it and i but i certainly don't think it justifies the cinema trip but I, I'm, I'm intrigued Bob. what do you think yeah it, it's I, I, I really quite like Sinister. I think it, it, it's one of the, you know, in a plethora of, of terrible modern horror movies we get, it, it is, it, it's a solid effort. It, it's enjoyable. Uh, it, it's freaky. Like you say, it, it plays with you quite a lot. Um, Sinister 2 does a lot less of that. I think there's there's far too much um, imagery of, of, of the of what is quite simply called within the film The Boogeyman. Uh, he's he's in there far too much, which means when he does turn up, you go, oh, he's there again, rather than going, huh, like you're supposed to. Um, there's no. And it's. Go on. Sorry. And I was just going to say, and it's. All that kind of stuff is in really obvious, like the camera shifts one way, mm. and when it shifts back, he's there, or 
like deputy so and so's got his laptop top on and when he shuts it down it's there or the kids are there you know it's it's really really obvious staging for scares exactly and it, 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 it it's not a scary film at all it's not without that. However, he's quite, quite simply not without its charms at points. Uh, James Ranson is, is really quite an entertaining character um, to, to be around. He's uh, kind of bumbling every man who actually kind of has his, his shit together but doesn't really seem to know how he has his shit together um, works quite well. Um, Shannon Sussman, who is a is an actress who I was quite glad disappeared, to be honest, because just not a fan of her, was quite good, don't quite understand why she tried to put on a, a southern accent, didn't really need it, uh, but muddled would be the exact word I would use to describe this movie, it almost feels like um, Robert um, Cargill uh, and Scott Derrickson kind of went, oh, should we write a Sinister 2? Yeah, they wanted to write it, alright, should we watch Sinister again, just to kind of get an idea of, you know, of what was our mythology and everything in that? Nah, I, 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 I can remember most of it, it'll be alright. Yeah. Uh, they just did that. The the, the subplot of the the um, abusive uh, dad uh, ex husband didn't need it at all. Just something else that was there that didn't really need to be there. It, he was once once. I mean, we are all spoilers all the time. Uh, once that happens and they go off with him, there's a period of about ten minutes where the film descends into being a one and a half two star film where it is uh-huh. so bad. Because he's, it gets cartoonish almost, and not good cartoony. Oh, like when he's like picking up the mashed potato and shoving it in his in in, in his kid's face, and uh, uh, someone's like screaming at him. Yeah, that shit's not good. It, it's awful. And then there's a bit where I was like, seriously, are they really fucking running through a cornfield? Are, mm-hmm. what, are we gonna? Are we what 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 magical fucking horror trope are we gonna have next? Oh, oh, stuff flying around a room and we can't see who's throwing it. Brilliant, yes. Oh, I'll, t- I'll tell you what as well. Like, how the fuck did that kid manage to shape the like that cornfield in the like the face like the face of Bagul? Yeah, it, it it's it is sinister. wasn't a wasn't what you consider a smart movie, but it was a slightly clever movie. Sinister 2, like you say, feels like the straight-to-video, holy fuck, there's a Sinister 4. Like Wrong Turn 5. Nobody knows it's there, but for some reason it is. And that's kind of what happens with Sinister 2. It just, it feels like, it quite simply, it's gone, do you know what, we don't have to be clever because we've already got an audience that's going to arrive, so we don't have to do anything to entice them in because they're already going to come anyway. And there was just moments like that where it's like, right, I I don't know. How do you get them on the fucking crosses for a start off? Uh, How do you make the fucking crosses? There's a lot of prep work gone into this. Yeah, it's really elaborate. Yeah, that kid was able to do. Yes, I'm aware he's got a sickle. I'll tell you you what, though. Sickle aware. (laughs) Oh man! I mean, I tell you what, though, right? He wanted to make he wanted to make the best one yet. Yeah. The amount of bloody preparation that went into that fair play, yeah. it probably would have been. It would have been. It would have been. But that was a day, a day. <laughs> you know, fucking hell. That's a that kid, that kid could have had a fucking career. That was some fucking Spielberg using a fucking Super Eight to shoot his family. Fucking kind of shit. 
you know, it's a, it's a shame that Bagul got that kid because he could have made a really good horror film in the years to come. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I liked. I, even though it was a little bit, well, what was the kind of what was the point of the stuff in the middle then, where like they're trying to get the one kid and then the other kids trying to get in on it, in on it, and they're like, no. Yeah. It was and then the what the other... that kid up wanted just to get him to the point of where he was so angry that he could commit murder. Oh, oh did you know what? But oh, all right, problem solved. That's fine. So they were just doing that all along. Just yeah, they knew the, that 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 kid wasn't actually going to go through with it, but they just wanted to get get Zach into the state where. Do you know what? Yeah, all right then. That's that's not a legit complaint for me. Fair enough. The, you know those types of things kind of make sense, although. It just, so many beats for it just felt a little bit like they were going, oh, we're going to go here with this. There was a lot of time spent on that church to essentially just show us the set of where one of these videos was was, was shot. And the videos were too elaborate. They were more like Saw than they were like the sinister things, you know, with the with the rats eating out the, what is it? Which, let's be honest, was stolen from Fast and Furious. Yeah, fa- uh, Too Fast, Too Furious, too, wasn't it? Uh, yes. Was it or was it... Fa- it was too Fast, Too Furious, yeah, it was. Um, you know, which that... That's I, exactly what I thought. We, I was just like, well, yeah, this kid's watched the Fast and Furious films, isn't he? Which is fucking fair enough, you know, that, he got inspiration from that. That's fair enough, but it was... <laughs> it was too much yeah. of, of, of this movie, it was like... I was thinking, do you know what? The kid probably isn't just fucking doesn't want to watch him because he's scared. He's just bored of you fucking showing off and doing your fucking look. Watch my movie next; it's the best. It's like, fucking last kid said that seriously. I know. I mean, I I kind of want an a, like another spin-off sinister film where it's those kids just trying to one up themselves <laughs> with like. Which one can have like the most crazy, elaborate Super Eight death reel? Yes, Super Eight death reel. Sinister Three, Super Eight death reel. Yeah, totally. But I mean, it's just there's, there's stuff in the first one that is like really interesting. Where at first Ethan Hawke's watching the the films, and like you don't see Bagul there, and it's just like the more he watches it, it's like the more he's kind of drawn in, you know, mm. and the more effect it has on him, like the more whiskey he drinks and stuff like that, and then you start seeing Bagul and I suppose with the sequel it's just like we know you know we know what the setup is so we just got to have this situation but I don't know it would have been nice to have that that kind of like the creeping unease like the first one does before it goes all out in, in, instead of just the every 10 minutes you see another Super 8 video and yeah. you know every 10 minutes you see Bagul at some point like you said there's way too much of him um and I thought that was interesting Around. I will. I will say though, I did like how harsh it was towards that Zach kid. The fact that he actually gets taken off by Bagul in the end, and also the fact that Deputy So and So hits him with a car. Yeah, that <laughs> that was amazing. I was just like, do you know what? A lot of films would would pull their punches. They'd have him get out of the car and start pleading with him. Deputy So and So is just like, nah, gotta stop this. Yeah, boom! It just rams him with the car. <laughs> It's quite amusing the fact that the kid literally just gets up and shakes his head and then starts picking up the camera again. It's yeah. like, he's fucking determined. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And I, 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 I gotta say as well, though, like, the, the whole kind of thing where, like, the key was to just to destroy the Super 8 camera 
And then the, the kid's like, there's got to be another one here somewhere. Yeah. And then that's the end of it. Like, they just didn't have a spare. It is a little bit like, right, how are we going to end this? I'll just do that. Because you kind of go in, something else has got to happen here. Something else is going to happen, clearly, because they can't end it. Oh, oh it, it's, it's just that. All right. Because I'll tell you what, like, the last scene with Deputy So-and-So in the hotel room, I was kind of, like, waiting for something to happen. Yeah. And then you had the jump scare at the end, and then the credits started. And I genuinely then was like, "What is there not like another just five minutes or so? Like, real? That's that's just what we're doing? Oh, okay then." And I just left the cinema, just like, um, <laughs> "Yeah, right, okay, bye." <laughs> yeah, she's just like, "What? Really? Is that it? Is that, is that is that all you're gonna do?" Yeah, yeah, but I mean. You know, I, I, I definitely see so and so. I, I, I quite enjoy him. He's like a more, he's a more with it Randy from the Scream series, and he even kind of looks a little bit like David Arquette. Um, and, and you know, I, I did like some of the camera work at times, and I don't know the. I, I still think that the Super Eight films, they are. You're right, they are over the top. I do think they are. They, they still have an impact, and I like I like the the, the series um, obsession with Super Eight film. I, you know that very much. I think is a Robert Cargill kind of thing, and um, judging from his his podcast I was talking about last week, and I I I, I think I just I had a perfectly decent time watching it. It's I think it's kind of paced better than the first one. It, it's it, it feels like it's ninety minutes. Straight up, um, I don't know what the actual runtime was, but it, it certainly felt like that. It's to me. ninety-seven minutes the actual runtime, so you're looking at sort of like what ninety, ninety-two minutes uh, before credits. Okay, so it's only ten minutes shorter than the than the first Sinister, there, and that's that's interesting. I mean, because the thing is, with the first one, there's a lot of Ethan Hawke for hearing noises and walking about. Yes, yeah, yeah. The, you know, I, it. it, it the, the first Sinister is is quite simple. It is 10, 15 minutes too long. Uh, yeah. Whereas they like said that this pacing, um, that that baggy 10 minutes towards the end uh, aside, pacing wise, it zips along quite nicely. And it, you know, it, like you see, it is a bit soft on your late, but you don't. I never at any point was was I never at any point was actually bored. Uh, there was a few points where I went, "This is a bit shit," but there was no point where I went, "Our oh, country fucking ends." Yeah, no, no. I mean, it's 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 not like one of most films at Fright Fest where you are a little bit like, right, let's just get the last fifteen minutes over with so I can have a pint. Yes, that that's it. But then again, you know, I, I may have been if I was watching it at Fright Fest. But yeah, it's a fair point. Yeah, I, I mean, I might have been as well. But I, I don't know. It just it, it it felt paced well enough, and I thought that, I actually thought the kids were were all right as well. Decent. I, 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 I thought. Um... The, the the kid who played Marlow was it the um or Milo yeah Milo oh the the, the main ghost yes. kid he was a little bit amateur dramatics yeah it, yeah yeah a little bit like you don't know the episode of Simpson where that kid gets um really angry because Ralph Wiggum gets the lead part in the school play oh yeah he was a little bit like that kid yeah that's a good comparison I mean th- th- there was another one of the other kids as well just. Like his only stage direction seemed to be do a creepy smile. <laughs> yeah, this, you know, this is my video. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I yeah. I it, that was that was interesting. I, 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 I liked it though. I mean, I. Do you know what? Touching cloth. I'm um, two and a half. 
I, you I, know, it's two point seven five for me. I'd say. Yeah, I, I think I'm nailed down two point five. There was the, there was enough in it to maybe be and yeah, I, I, yeah, it would be a Netflix watch. It would so it's going to be on Netflix within about the next year or so. I'd say, and that will be that will be absolutely fine at that point. Yeah, Sinister 3 probably will happen, but probably will just go straight to VOD. I'm amazed that this actually managed to get a cinema release, really, because it's uh, yeah. it a VOD budget. Um, How much was it? I think 10 million. Yeah, that's, that's Blumhouse for you. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, and it, you know, it doesn't look like a $10 million movie. You know, there's, there's more than $10 million worth of luck to it. Um, so you know it'll it'll do enough enough that they'll make a Sinister Three, but not enough that they'll make a Sinister Three and release it in a cinema. Yeah, I mean it's not like Insidious Chapter Two where that actually did really really well, and so it warranted Insidious Chapter Three being in the cinema. But then, but then Insidious Chapter Three hasn't done as well. So if they do a Chapter Four, then that would go straight to VOD. I mean this is one of those films that if it was released in like two years time, it would just go to VOD. These films will be VOD films within the next few years. They won't get cinema releases at all. And that's fine. That's, that, 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 that's fine. I, I'd rather watch shit at home anyway. So I would have, I would have, I, if, if I'd have, the thing is, I went to see this with Becky. Uh, we're the only people in the screening as well. Um, yeah, there was me and two people. Yeah. Two other people. Um, which, you know, I went today and it, it was a fucking bakingly warm day uh, here today. So, I, and I went at t- like 20 or 12. So I can't really blame people. Um, but uh, I don't feel aggrieved to have paid sort of like a, a tenner to watch it. But I would have felt a lot less aggrieved to have paid a fiver to watch it at home, let's say. Mm. What did Bex think of it? similar she said it was it, you know it, it was enjoyable enough but you know she really liked the first one she said but it's not it's not a patch on sinister yeah fair play yeah i mean i'd, I'd give the first one a 3.5 i'd give this one a 2.5 you know there you go i could agree with those so it's 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 it's, it's, it's not shit but it's touching cloth for me yeah totally and I mean, it, it kind of gets a half star just with Deputy So and So hitting that kid with the car. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that was almost the stand up and applaud moment for me. Yeah, no, yeah, I could absolutely agree with you on that. Yeah, without question, it, cause, because it, it it comes out of fucking nowhere. I, I love it. It's just it's just like it's the thing that you would do. Yeah, like you know that kid's doing it. That kid's filming it. You got to stop that kid. Ram him with your car. It's just yeah. Yeah, I can't undersell the 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 oh yes moment in my <laughs> head when I saw that. Just because that kid's a little prick as well. Yeah, he is. He's a little prick. Yeah, it, 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 like you say, it is a punch the air moment. <laughs> I go, oh nice. Yeah, yeah. I thought that that is my, that was my exact reaction in the cinema. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So the best moment in that film is uh, a man hitting a child with a car. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we don't mean a toy car or anything like that. Uh, oh, no, 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 man. It's actual car. Yeah, it's quite a bulky car yeah. as well. Like, it should have done more damage than it, it did. It did, yeah, because it hit going fucking slow. Mm. Yes. Uh, Ian, go on then. Open us up with one of your what you have been uh, watching. Oh, theory me. It's good. Um, yeah, so I, I actually... Um, I actually have a fairly busy week on uh, for what I watched cons- considering. Um, didn't watch anything on Wednesday or Thursday just because I got the call on Wednesday about that. So um, yeah. Um, but I watched a few things. I watched uh, 
Wild card, the uh, Jason Statham uh, one that I uh, believe you talked about a little while ago. Uh, no, uh, I, I didn't watch it. Noel uh, talked about it. Oh, was it Noel? Okay. Uh, have you seen it? I've not seen it yet, no. It, oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 good fun, actually. It's um, probably the best like Statham-led film in quite some time. Oh. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I believe it's a remake of a film from the 70s, and the screenplay's written by William Goldman. Um which is which is kind of crazy and directed by Simon West. So there's a there's a double act. Um, and basically, it's um, uh, Jason Statham plays a character called Nick Wild, um, and he's kind of like an ex gambling addict who's now a. It's never really defined what he is. He's kind of a private investigator, but he's also at the start of the film. He kind of basically helps a guy score like get a girl by basically conning her um but then also michael angarano's in it and he plays this like sheltered multi-millionaire who wants to learn to be brave and um so he takes lessons from nick wilde but there's also um an ex of nick's or or something who is beaten up by um milo ventimiglia and his body and his bodyguards um, and I think she's raped. Yeah, well, she has a gun inserted in her, which is nice. Uh, no, it's not. Um, and uh, so she kind of asks him to stop him, and then through that, um, other things happen. It's it's very messy. It's super super messy. Um, but it's stayed from going around being gruff, occasionally kicking the shit out of people. And Stanley Tucci turns up in like the last twenty minutes or so, and he's fun. Um, <laughs> And uh, it, it, Milo Ventimiglia is a very good shit heel. Well, uh, I can imagine that actually. I can imagine him playing quite a good douchebag. Yeah, um, he does. He does douche very well here. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it, empty calories. Um, absolutely. Uh, kind of feels like it's trying to say more than it actually is. <laughs> um, you know, uh, it, it's, but it, it, it's just super, super watchable. Uh, it looks nice. It's quite a good little soundtrack. Um, the the, the stay from action scenes. There's only a couple of major ones, but they're they're both pretty solid. Um, but it's just hanging around with Jason Statham, really. Which and, is always a nice thing to do. Yeah, totally. Which is always fun. So uh, recommend that. Um, I'll do one that I I know we've both seen, and I think we should probably could probably get some discussion out of this as well. Um, on UK Netflix now, uh, Hyena. Uh, which is written and directed by Gerard Johnson, I think his, the gentleman's name is. Yeah. Um, and uh, basically stars people you've seen in um, in Ben Wheatley films, <laughs> essentially. Um, so um, so uh, Peter Ferdinando, um, who was in a field in England, um, plays this kind of uh, corrupt cop um, who... Um, God, how does it start? Um, some new kind of big time gangsters come into town and you don't know whether he's playing them um, or is actually trying to side up with them. Um, but you've got uh, a kind of a, a, an ex friend of his played by Stephen Graham coming in and kind of drafting him into this unit to try and actually stop those guys um, while his ex-team 
which includes Neil Maskell of Ben Wheatley Films fame, uh, or Film fame. He was the leading key, kill list. Um, they're kind of feeling put out by the fact that he basically drops them to go and work on this other team. And it's kind of like how they get along. Um, and it kind of goes from there, basically, would you say? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's... You know, it, it's not. I wouldn't say it, it, it breaks kind of fucking new ground. It, it, it treads ground that we've that we, we've all seen before. But you know, there's nothing wrong with doing something that's essentially already been done, but doing it really, really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it basically, I I described it on Twitter um, um, as if Ben Wheatley got a bunch of his mates together watched the Michael Mann and the Long Good Friday and then went out and shot a film. Yeah, it, it, it is very much kind of kind of like that. Um, you know, I, I, I've liked, really liked one and a half Ben Wheatley films, is what I would say. Um, and I, I, I think I liked this better than any of the Ben Wheatley films that, that, that I've watched. Uh, but, I mean, it's got that kind of, like, quite lo-fi kind of handheldy thing where it's you very much using the score to conjure atmosphere. Oh, he's very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the score is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I mean, like even the title card at the start where it's kind of like the kind of lightning, like neon blue hyena, and then like the copyright logo with the year under it. And yeah, things like that. It's just like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, yep. Yeah. yeah it, 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 it starts very, it's, I mean, essentially, what they've done is they've kind of gone uh, a little bit like like somebody, uh, like you with the Michael Mann things like that. But also, it's got elements of things like kind of like Training Day and Shriek Kings uh, thrown sure. in there as well. But instead of setting it in the US, it, it, it's it's set in London. Um, so you've got that idea of it being. You know, you've got these Eastern European gangsters just fucking turning up and, and doing crazy shit. And, you know, he's got to prove that, you know, Peter Fernandina has got to prove that he's he's the guy they need to get on fucking side. Um, and, he, he, you know, he's very good in it. Um, you know, he's trying to manage playing for both sides whilst also being, you know, the badass to the bad guys while also still being a, a, a good cop. You know, he, he frequently says... You know, I'm a good cop, and he's frequently referred to as being a good cop, despite the fact that he's a bent cop. Yeah, I mean that's that, and that that's the thing that's interesting about it. Um, it does genuinely feel like he's going to take, like whoever it is he's working with, whichever criminal it is he's working with, he's going to take them down at some point yeah, he's, because he know he knows they're wrong, but he's just like. When in Rome, essentially, seems to be his kind of credo. Yeah, he, um, he's keeping some kind of balance uh, as such. You know, he's using them while he can to get more. Uh, what's it? Uh, to get to you know to, to essentially say, look, I'll look after you if you feed me information. The odd bust, uh, I'll keep. You know your competitors off your back and everything like that. And what it'll do is it'll do that and that and that until the point of where it's not worth it for him to do that anymore. And then it'll take them down and it'll move on to the fucking next ones. Which yeah, but I mean, actually happens within the movie. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. But I mean, like, and the, the, the whole thing kind of 
starts changing for him with the, with that that girl and you know that 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 whole kind of thing and it's almost like he's seeing um uh firsthand what 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 exactly what the effects are i suppose where like it, it was almost like he wasn't quite it was almost i i don't know like a um i don't know like a coroner or something like not seeing the bodies as people just seeing them as a job to do and it was almost like he was doing that until he met that girl um and and so i mean it it kind of goes on and the, the the pressure kind of increases on him and then it just ends with with this ambiguous ending where i was just like yeah that's absolutely fine and to be honest i could have done with the camera with the the shot holding for longer um even though that uh you know just to see what was really going on in in, in the mind i don't want to say too much yeah um but you know i i i really really like that ending and I like that there are genuine, like, there's quite a few different interpretations you could have of what's going to happen after. Yeah. I mean, you weren't so big on it. No, no, the thing was, is I, I, I didn't know what to think at the end of it. And, I, and the thing is, I, and as I mentioned to you after watching it, it was I think that, that I'm going to watch it again and see if I've missed something. And I haven't watched it again because I thought, no, I, I want to sit on it because... It wasn't that I didn't like it. It's just that I didn't know what to make of it at the time. And so I thought, right, I'm going to sit on it and see how it sits with me in a couple of days and see if I've had a formulated opinion about it, whether or not it worked for me or it didn't work for me, or whether or not I go, I need to watch it again. And by, you know, after a couple of days, I decided, you know what, I don't need to watch it again. I actually really, really quite like the ending. The fact that... You know, yes, there are there are a, a number of things, and I'm going to say we're going to go spoiler now because the only way I can stop explaining. Yeah, it is, cu- couple of minutes, a couple I, of minutes. But, yeah, uh, is that we're not we're seeing his story. The film is his story throughout. It is all about him and how things affect him. Now sure. he's sat there, and no matter what happens, no matter what machination of of, of what is going to happen next. He's going to die. There's yeah. no getting away from that. He is going to die. So, the way I now now sit with it is he sat there essentially working up the fucking courage to do it. And that's how I sit with it now. And I'm happy. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a little bit... I think that's what happens, that he goes up there and everybody dies. Um, like everybody dies, I think. Mm. Um, but there is also the possibility that he knows they're there, and may maybe his conscience conscience is going to mute itself, and he's going to fuck off like um, the other guy does, getting on the coach. Mm. Maybe you know. I mean, I, I I think you're right. I think the whole thing is his character building up to I'm fucked, basically. Like it's interesting. He, bre- he breaks down and starts crying a few times in the film. Hmm. And it, it, it is kind of like he is realising throughout the film how fucked he is. Like the fact that he kills um, Taylor, I think the guy's name is, the uh, the blonde dude. Um, you know, and then he starts crying after that. And he, he it's almost like, right, I've gone down this road. I'm not going to be able to back up out of that. Away from him. Yeah. You know the you know once he, he he's always had control of the situation 
And then these two guys have arrived and he can't have control of the situation anymore. And he's constantly trying to grab control of it again. But he knows that essentially he's had this fucking firework thrown into his world and he he, he, he can't fucking, he can't throw it out of the fucking window before it goes off. Mm. Yeah, that, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, so it was, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's a really, really, really good film. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I mean, kind of, it'd been kind of bubbling away under the surface for me for a while where every, every now and then I'd heard people talk about it, but it's, it, it just, it's one of those films that it just seems to be, it, it just didn't get much theatrical notice and uh, Metrodome, the dis- distributors were just like, okay, let's just stick it up on VOD and then stick it up on Netflix quickly. Yeah. You know, it, it just, it's one of those films that unfortunately doesn't really get the time of day on the big screen anymore. And while I like it, I personally like that because it means I get to see it a lot easier um, it is a shame because it does feel like a film that should be seen more and should be talked about more. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those where it's a little bit like ten years ago this would have got the recognition of something probably like Layer Cake or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it falls into it falls into that kind of category. Um, it's probably a little bit lower, lower budget than Lair Cake, um, and it won't produce as many stars as Lair Cake um, did. But it, it's that kind of um, it's that kind of world they're dealing within, and it, it, it's a it's an intense movie to watch, certainly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I, I watched it in a in a in a few stages, as as is my kind of requirement with um, Lottie kind of like running around and whatnot at the moment. But it's. Um, I, I was I was gripped throughout, and uh, I, yeah, it's it's a it's a big old, definitely not shit. If, if you know, it kind of feels like this was a mini review. So yeah, I mean, it, it's a big old, definitely not yeah, shit. Yeah. And, you yeah, know, hearty recommend as well. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's on Netflix UK. You know, you you basically got no excuse. Mm. Um, so I, I, I kind of almost taken on hosting duties for five seconds. Mark, do you want to like go on and hit, hit us with one? Yeah, go on then. I will do. Um, I, I, I'll hit you with with the um, my terrible film that I watched. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna start it by telling you a joke, right, to highlight one of the reasons why this movie is shit. <laughs> Only one of the reasons, but one of the reasons why the movie is shit. And this isn't a good joke, but it's not a bad joke, right? <laughs> why didn't the skeleton jump off the cliff? I don't know why. Because he had no guts. Right? Not a good joke or anything like that. Right? I'm going to ask you the same joke again. Right? Why didn't the skeleton, who was white, by the way, but he, he used to be black when he was alive, and he was he, he, he died of natural causes. Um, he, had, he had two kids. Uh, one of his kids was called Ted, and his one was called Lance. Uh, Lance got married to um, to a black lady. <laughs> Um, and and Ted was gay, um, and he liked basketball, and he, he he liked eating sandwiches. And when he went to the coffee shop, right, he he he'd order like something that wasn't on the menu. Um, so why didn't he jump off a cliff? Is this a soliloquy, or are you done? That that I, I'm done, right now. Okay. And the answer is, oh, by the way, the answer is it, it's because he had no guts because uh, when he was a kid. Uh, my point is, right. 
I'm, I'm intrigued you what your point is. You can't fucking tell a joke, right, in a certain amount of time, then it ain't fucking funny. Comedy should be a maximum of a hundred minutes. If you are making a comedy film... Oh, shit, to, I know where this is going. both fucking day. two hours long, it is not fucking funny. Yeah. Because it <laughs> fucking take you two hours to tell one fucking joke. And let's be honest... <laughs> is one fucking joke that never at any fucking point is fucking funny. Seriously. What the fuck have people seen in this movie? It's about a terrible person who is terrible and horrible to everybody, with the exception of her dad, who's a terrible person. And then at some point she starts crying and going... Oh, everybody hates me because I'm so terrible. Yes, that's exactly why everybody hates you. Because you're terrible. Don't fucking start crying and expecting fucking sympathy for being terrible. Train wreck. What the fuck? Right? Another thing. Drudapatow, right? Now, what happens in comedic films, I'm guessing Judd Apatow has directed many very successful comedy films for some fucking reason, right? But when you have two comedians, what they will do is they will do take after take of essentially a joke and they will put across different sort of back, you know, throwbacks to that and different versions of that joke, right? Now, what the reason why I'm, as always been in comedy, is you will do six, seven versions of it and you will take the funniest one, right? Judd Apatow just goes, <laughs> they're all funny. Let's leave them all in. No, pick the fucking funniest one or at maximum the fucking funniest two. Don't just leave them all in because that's how you end up with a two hour movie that isn't fucking funny. Seriously, Trainwreck drove me insane for two hours because I had to watch it so I could talk about it, so I could say how much I hated it, but it was killing me watching it. It is so horrible. It is one of those modern comedies that is so much telling you it's fucking funny and telling you how amusing it is and laughing at itself whilst actually failing to fucking be funny at all. Its lead is a cunt. And never and, and doesn't even apologise for that. That's its shtick. Why? It's horrible. I cannot fathom a person who thinks that this is a great movie. Can you fathom? Oh, actually, no, not great. All right. It's it, it it's not it, it it's it's bad. She's a terrible person. She's not funny. She's not clever. It's not cute or anything. She's just a. She's just, just a horrible person. You liked it, then? I, it is, so far, it is the worst film I've seen this year. Oh, come on now. No, it, so far, I'm not saying it will be at the end of the year, but so far, I haven't seen anything that has offended me as much as Trainwreck. Huh. The best moments of, of Trainwreck are when the, when, when the lead of the movie is nowhere fucking near it. So, yeah... There is one joke that wasn't funny, but was, that's that's mildly amusing. And it was something you referenced. It was LeBron James driving 45 minutes to pick up his sunglasses. That was solid. No, come on now. LeBron James and um, 
uh, what's his chops? Uh, Bill Hader talking about um, splitting the bill. Yeah, and then in the end, he forgot his wallet. I quite like that. It, that, it was all right. It, that, but again, that that's a skit on Saturday Night Live when LeBron James is is, is guesting on that. Shouldn't be in a fucking movie. But needs to be in a movie. And I'm sorry, she doesn't know who LeBron James is. Fuck off. Everybody knows who LeBron fucking James is. And if she lives in America, she fucking knows who LeBron James is. <laughs> Hated it. Absolutely hate it. And honestly, honestly, I promise people, I did give it a fair chance. I really... No, 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 you did, you did, you did. But I just despised it. I'll go to something that I didn't despise, right? I watched, right, and I've been meaning to watch this for quite a while um, because while we were away at Noel's stag uh, weekend, we were having a conversation with, with one of uh, Noel's from, from Manchester um, and we were talking about films. Uh, and he said, that he said, asked us what our favourite film was and I think me, yourself, um, Jordan and Dan all answered. And then he said what his favourite film was. And... It, it, it took us all completely by surprise. And everybody, by the way, is entitled to have whatever fucking film they want as their favourite movie. There is no wrong answer to that. If your favourite movie is your favourite movie, there you go. There is no wrong answer unless it's train wreck, which makes you a cunt. But he came out with just a film that if you would have given us each a thousand guesses, we wouldn't have got it. And, I can't even remember this. And said, cocktail. And all of us in unison oh went, yeah, right. went, ah, <laughs> well, that was out the fucking blue. Because <laughs> mm, it, mm. it just, it, it, it's not something you associate with that. And I had, I had seen Cocktail when I was like 13, 14, Ed, sorry, on ATV probably. But I decided to, I wanted to give it a go, you know, just to, just to fucking rewatch it. I, I suppose I, I, I'm really like uh, Tom Cruise movies, give it a go. So I rewatched um, Cocktail. Um, alarmingly, there's not a lot of him making cocktails in it. It essentially is a little bit of a rom-com drama kind of movie um, about Tom Cruise. He wants to he wants to make it. Uh, wants to make you know he come out comes out of the army and he, he he wants to go to New York City um, and get on Wall Street and make a million dollars. When you know in the eighties a million dollars was still a lot of fucking money. Um, and so he goes, tries to get on Wall Street, but keeps getting told, you know, you know, you need to have a college, you need to be college educated, you know, to get on this and everything like that. Ends up working a bar, and his his quick mouth, etc., ends up mixing with, you know, his flair for making cocktails. Uh, and from there, it, it leads him up into the world of being a skilled barman uh, until he falls out with his partner and then ends up in um, Jamaica. And falls in love and then goes from there. And it, it's a strange movie, it, it's Cocktail, because, like I say, there's not a lot of cocktail making and it goes to some quite dark places at points. Uh, but it, it's one of those sort of late 80s Tom Cruise movies where he's ridiculously charming and ridiculously entertaining and got that slight little bit of twang of ego that he had, you know, at the, at the time, you know, when he was making things like Top Gun and Days of Thunder, etc., and things like that. But that he's still ridiculously entertaining, you know. It's it's a fun watch, certainly. Nice. Yeah, I, you know, it's not, it's not something I'd say to people rush out and rewatch, but it's one of those where... 
if it crops up on fucking Netflix or yeah, I put a flick on Sky Movies and it's on there and you go, uh, then, you know, it's a solid enough entertaining kind of hour and 40 minutes. Mm, okay. Cool. Have you got any other ones to, to throw at us? Uh, yeah, just a couple. Um, Birdman, uh, which I watched again, which I, I still really, 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 really like. That thing, I just find it incredibly entertaining. Like, just straight up entertaining. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm a fan. And, uh, yeah, the last thing I've got to talk about this week is um, Seventh Son. Oh, yes. Yeah, um, so, Seventh Son. This did really, really, really pretty badly. Actually, I want to have a look at how badly it did. I think... It, it, it made over 100 million. Yeah, I was going to say, I think International kind of saved it. But basically, it had been filmed a few Asia years back. In Asia and Russia saved it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, it had been filmed a, a, a few years back. Um, budget ninety five million. Um, that's staggering. <laughs> that is staggering. Um, that that fucking thing made uh, cost ninety five million. Um, Hundred ten million worldwide as of the 9th of July. So it's lost money, hmm. uh, and so it should have. Um, so basically, um, the plot is Jeff, Jeff Bridges is the last of a kind of society of uh, warriors um, uh, who basically keep the normal world safe from uh, ghouls and witches and whatnot. Um, His apprentice uh, dies when um, a witch played by Julianne Moore breaks out of a uh, kind of a prison that Jeff Bridges had made for her because the blood moon is nigh, so she gets power. Um, and Jeff Bridges has to get another apprentice who has to be the seventh son of a seventh son for some reason. Um, and that apprentice, I believe, is played by uh, Charisma Vacuum Ben Barnes. Um, <laughs> basically, um, Charisma Vacuum Ben Barnes and uh, can only understand every third word Jeff Bridges um, have a bit of a will they be friends, won't they be friends kind of relationship, while Ben Barnes occasionally runs into Alicia Vikander um, in what is probably one day going to be an embarrassing before she was big role for Alicia Vikander. Um, she plays uh, the daughter of a witch who is sent by Julianne Moore to basically sabotage the relationship. Uh, but what you know, she kind of falls for Ben Barnes anyway. Um, and yeah, uh, every 20 minutes or so, there's a bit of a fight. Um, Julianne Moore pops up every now and then and, um, acts, uh, witchy and Jeff Bridges mumbles. <laughs> and that's about it for an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> it just, it's, comp- it is absolutely pointless. I, I, I it, it just... I have no idea what was really going on. I was paying attention, but you just genuinely can't understand half of what Jeff Bridges is saying. He's got a fair bit of exposition uh, exposition to spout in this film. Um, I mean, the the, the ending is just the lamest fucking thing. Uh, The way, spoiler alert, they dispatch Julianne Moore. It's just like, really? That's it? Really? (laughs) Wow. Um, and I, I, it, it absolute bobbins. It, it will very likely be in my bo- uh, bottom five of the end of the year, let alone bottom ten. Um, I, I just, 
why? Why did anybody do this? Is it, is it one of those? Why, why, why have you made me watch this? Why, why does this exist? It's just, it's Jeff Bridges and Julianne Moore. Interesting cast in a kind of a fantasy film. That that should be interesting. The problem is, is Bridges seemed to go through that, that phase after he won the Academy Award for... The movie oh, Crazy Award for, which I can't remember. Crazy Heart. Crazy Heart, yeah, of course it was, yeah. Uh, after he won that, where he, he just seemed to mumble in movies. Where he, he seemed to be, you know, yeah, the man who stared at goats mumbled pretty much through that. R.I.P.D. mumbled through that. This mumbled through it. You could argue that he mumbled a lot through True Grit. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it just seems to be a thing that he decided to do after Crazy Heart. It was like, I've won the Oscar now. I'll just get baked and just... Through films. Yeah, I mean, pretty much, man, to be fair. I mean, it just... it He... He just mumbles and takes the piss out of Ben Barnes loads and then just kind of has fights with CG things every now and then. And then that's basically it. Have you seen R.I.P.D.? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's mumbly through that as well. And, you know, and he fights CGI things and takes the piss out of Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, uh, yeah. To be fair, it's pretty much the same. Yeah, it's and he's the kind of the old hand at it who's training up the newer guy. It's it. Yeah, it's R.I.P.D. with dragons. It does. It does look a little bit like that, except you know. No, there's not even dragons in it. Like fucking, I don't know, big snakes. Yeah, except like you say, um, at least Ryan Reynolds is a charismatic screen presence, and Ben Barnes is is not. Ben Barnes is Bobbins. Yeah, I mean, he's he's, really... he's fucking hot. he's horrible in this. He's... Why why is he? Why is he? Is what I would say. Yeah, he, he is. He is one of those. He is one of those. Um, it's just an absolute waste of time for an hour and forty five minutes. I mean, I'm not angry at it. It was just rubbish. <laughs> that's a, that's a, it's a it's a terrible place to be, actually. Yeah, I mean that's it. Like there's. It's just what what was the point? What are these people doing here? You've spent ninety five million dollars on sound and fury signifying nothing. <laughs> That's it's sound and fury signifying nothing. The film subtitle Jeff Bridges mumbles. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't doesn't surprise me. I like seriously, it's it's fucking it, it's embarrassing. I don't know what what he's doing here, but hey. Yeah, uh, I've got a, a couple more. Uh, yeah, go on, bud. Um, rewatched, um, rewatched uh, the the raid uh, last night because uh, Becky loves the raid. To be honest, so she wanted to give it, she wanted to rewatch it uh, again. Well, the raid's fine. The raid's fine. It's the raid two that's fucking shite. <laughs> well, not shite, but it's, it's rubbish. It, it, it's <laughs> overlong and kind of. Bleh. The raid. The problem is with with, with the red sequel, which I I still actually really quite like. Uh, the problem is the red sequel is it, it it its best moments are when it's a an action movie, but it's not. It's trying to be a crime thriller. That is the issue with with the red and the fact that it's half an hour too long. Uh, but the raid redemption, well, the raid redemption. I hate it when people call it redemption, but the raid is it still maintains as being a fucking great action movie. The the fight choreography and it is still staggering to watch even. 
even now after watching it uh, numerous times, uh, it is still a, a really, really good film. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I also rewatched uh, Mad Max Fury Road, uh, which uh, I still enjoyed a lot on the, the second watch. Uh, still one of my favourite movies of the year. Um, the the idea that it might not have looked um, quite as impressive on a small screen as been on the biggest screen, uh, it still looks fucking great, to be honest. Um, it's it ticks along at a nice pace. Uh, it's great that we've got a big budget movie that manages to clock in at under two hours long. Um, and I'm still amazed that, that the movie ever got fucking made, to be honest. Yep, yep. Uh, and the final one I watched was, um, I rewatched really Election, uh, the 1999 Alexander Payne movie uh, starring uh, one of your favourite screen presences, uh, Reese Witherspoon and one of my favourite screen presences, uh, Matthew Broderick. Chris Klein. Uh, on, Chris Klein, yes. Uh, a, a man who, fucking hell, is so unbelievably uh, <laughs> just void of any charisma. Uh, his, his, his line delivery is early Keanu-esque. Uh, but elections are really entertaining movie to watch. Uh, it, it's a it's a it's a lot of fun. It is an in, it's incredibly of its time. It feels like a late nineties, early noughties movie. Um, but it, it it's fun and it, it it's very much a, a an early Alexander Payne movie. Uh, and it, it's it's amusing to see that it was made by MTV Films um, at the time. So. Yeah, That's I know. Right. When you look at like MTV Films, actually made some fucking good films, actually. <laughs> Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it's Joe's apartment. Joe's apartment. Yeah, that was their first movie they made. Um, but yeah, it still stands up sort of sixteen years later as as being a, a thoroughly entertaining movie. Uh, I really, really enjoyed my rewatch of it. But it's an absolutely kind of like a Sunday night, you know, winding down for the, the you know the building up to the week kind of movie. Mm. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that that's pretty much everything I've I've watched this week. Okay, cool. Bloody hell, that's a show then. Or I oh, know we've got Twitter questions, haven't we? I, at least we've got. I know we've got at least one. I haven't checked the email actually. I'll be honest. See if we've got... I, I checked the email. Nothing, of course. Nothing. Damn. Uh, yes. Uh, Glenn Chapman. Uh, Glenn T. Chapman on Twitter says, "Oh, cool." What film? Would you prefer a sequel to uh, Lone Ranger, John Carter, or Man from Uncle? Obviously, fuck all oh. chance. John Carter. Um, I'd like to see a sequel to all of them, uh, but I'm going to say John Carter just because I want to... The thing I like about John Carter is the fact that, yes, it sets up a sequel in a universe, but it doesn't necessarily need it. It's not beholden to it. But I want to see... I, I, I would like to see more stories in that world. I'd like to see more stories in the in the world of the other two films as well, but not as much as John Carter personally. Yeah, uh, mine would be uh, the Man from Uncle. Uh, I'd love to see a sequel to to that. Um, I think there's very little chance of any of them getting a sequel, but I think out of them, that's probably the one that has the the slimmest outside chance uh, of, of getting a sequel. It still has sort of regions to open, and it might it, it may uh, surprise everyone and make a shitload of money in one of those regions. Uh, but yeah, it'd be that one. Um, I, I enjoyed The Lone Ranger, but I, I, I don't need to have a revisit of those characters, to be honest. Uh, and John Carter, I enjoyed it when I watched it the first time. I did try and rewatch it. Cause I, said, I, I, I really did quite enjoy John Carter. I did try and rewatch it uh, about six months ago and got about half an hour into it and just went, do you know what? I don't need to watch this again. 
I've already watched it once, and I'm I'm I wasn't enjoying my rewatch. So I might rewatch it again in a couple of years' time and go. Do you know what? Yeah, really like it now again. But I just I I very little interest in returning to personally returning that world. Whereas the Man from Uncle, I would happily spend another two hours with with you know those three characters. Um, mm-hmm. If it was if it was directed by the same people, if it was made by those folks uh, there. I'd be less inclined uh, if it was by somebody else. I like the world that the, that those films, those acts and those filmmakers created within that. I thought it was a very innovative, like we said on last week's show, it was a very innovative way to to go about what they went about. Um, and I, the more I think about it, the more that movie elevates up. I'm very much looking forward to a rewatch of that. Fair play. Yeah. Um, mm. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm actually trying to convince Becky to come and see it as well, actually, because she she really was like me, didn't really like the trailer or anything like that, and then was really kind of like when I said it's brilliant, she was like, really? Is it? I was like, no, it it, fucking, it really, really is brilliant. Mm. <laughs> so mm. I'm trying to convince her to, to come and watch it, uh, but I, I'm not sure I'm winning that battle. <laughs> But we've got we've got no Isabel next week. Uh, she's going away on holiday with uh, her cousin. So, oh nice. Yeah, so she's going to Newcastle, um, Edinburgh, Bridlington, and Leeds Fest. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so yeah, they're bouncing around. So I've got three nights. Well, I've kind of got three nights. I'm actually on surveys every fucking night next week. Oh bloody hell. Yeah, well, essentially Monday night, Monday night football. So anyway. That was that was that was episode one two four. Um, a, a shorter than usual episode, but I think we packed a fucking lot in there. To be honest, yeah, no, I think we did all right, man. It doesn't doesn't feel like it, it was any shorter than it, than it usually would be. I think we we covered the films quite well, um, and we talked about more films than often we can do. I think the fact that our trailer talk was a little bit limited than it normally is because it's fuck all come out on trailers. We can't talk about stuff if it ain't there. Um, next week, Ian, what what are we covering next week? Uh, in surprise. Oh, yeah, straight out of Compton. Yes, yes please. Yeah, really, really, really looking forward to this one. Uh, I know um, Noel will be joining us for that. Uh, so the show might come out a little bit later because Noel is uh, away at a wedding. So we haven't recorded, we haven't uh, he, he able to watch it, I think, until like Tuesday. Um, so if it's a little bit late, we kind of apologise in a way of going, sorry it's late, but it's fucking free. So. <laughs> I don't, yeah, fucking deal with it. Yeah, um, and, you know, with the way that we're getting these fucking shows out, it'll probably arrive around about the fucking same time as it would do. Yeah, it probably will be in fairness. Yeah, it'll be me editing it, so I'd say that's probably going to be the case, actually. Yeah, so uh, straight out of Compton next week's show. Uh, very, very much looking forward to to that. Um, I, I, I'll be honest, I, straight out of Compton, I'm very much looking forward to watching it, but I, I'm also a little bit like... Why couldn't it have been released like the week after? Why couldn't it have released this week in America? And then the man from Uncle would have got a chance to have made money, so he could have got a sequel. Yeah, fucking right. That's a good point. That's how much of a fucking UE I have done on the man from Uncle. Mm. So, no, agrees. Agrees. Yeah, so uh, very much looking forward to that movie. I will literally be listening to nothing but NWA for the entire fucking week leading up to it. <laughs> uh, right, guys. Thank you very much for listening, and we shall speak to you next week. I'm off to take a shit. Bye. Bye.